podcast. podcast. Do do Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Boop, oh, boop. yeah, that's a Hello. Hello. You're on speakerphone. Okay, whatever. Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. 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 Great. Uh, um, we haven't recorded in like a month. I think it's been. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, let me look at the SoundCloud to see when our last. We've had zero plays in the last 24 hours, Maureen. Cool. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's just because we have... Everyone, like, listens the first day usually. Yeah, and that's, like, there's, like, 20 they, people. We have, like, 20 people that listen, and then that's it. Um, but, yeah, so our last episode was a month ago, yeah. Um, and this is episode... Well, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. We do apologize. For our, like, the 20 plays that we get, um, that we, you know, this is not a professional podcast. Um, this is not, you know, uh, popular. In any sense of the word. Yeah, like, any, like, nowhere. Like, a lot of podcasts like to feign that they're unprofessional, yet they have, like, Patreons where they make tons of money and they have microphones and stuff like that. Like, we don't Mm -hmm. even have that, so... Mm -hmm. Um, we're like, we are actually a non-professional podcast and we'd like to shout out to like all our other unprofessional podcasts that are just like us. Cause there's lots of those too. And we think that you're awesome for, yes. for being an unpopular podcast without a microphone. Keep up, keep up the Lord's work. Um, mm-hmm. so this is episode 54 because you know why, Beth? Because a microphone is like a dick. It looks like a dick, and we're feminists. Yeah, we don't want to be, like, talking into dicks, no. Um, but I don't know if I would consider myself a feminist, though. Okay. Uh, I'm reading this book right now. It's about Lee Lozano, this uh, conceptual artist from the 60s. Mm-hmm. And um, she had a piece that I think is really funny that I like. And it's like, um, oh man, I forget what the name of the piece is, but basically it was, oh, boycott women. And she she decided for the rest of her life to not speak to or work with or have another woman in her life. Interesting. As kind of a, like, fuck you to the women's movement of, like, the 1970s. Um, which I think is pretty funny. Um, there's a lot. Did she do it? She did do it. Yeah. She write about it? Um, she did. Well, I'm reading about it right now, but, um, she like kept a notebook with like all her ideas and like her process of her pieces and everything like that. 
So I haven't yet to see the the official boycott women page yet to like, but you know, I do know that she did end up not speaking to women for the rest of her life. Um, Interesting. Anyway, I don't. I I get that kind of sentiment, like being um, anti-feminist, because sometimes like. You know, you get all these groups of people together, but there's they still end up being very ego fueled anyway, and leaving yeah. out a lot of voices, and really just yeah. being like lip service. True. So, like that. in that sense, you know, or they tend to like overdo it, and and there's like no nuance, like it's a little too uh, cuts out a lot of individual voices and in conversation. So. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. But fuck microphones. I know, gross. Yes. Um, I would say like we do. We're doing a boycott microphones piece for this podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah. So this episode, we don't do sections of the podcast anymore. And so you're listening to two hosts from Delco with Beth Heinley and Marine Cummings. Marine and I, what up? what up? We are from Delaware County. Um, we have been best friends, one word, best friends since we were. We've been fourteen. We're geriatric millennials, um, so mm-hmm. we're forty. Marine's forty. I'm thirty nine. I just want to point that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Not for long, bitch. <laughs> I was actually like reading a note from you somewhat recently and it was about how you were turning 18 and you were like we're gonna you were like so excited to buy cigarettes and to like buy me cigarettes and stuff like and I remember that being like when you turned 18 like you buying me cigarettes and everything the whole like um not that actually getting carded was that big of a deal buying cigarettes because there would be places that would literally not card you or like I had my brother Tom buy me cigarettes yeah, it just makes it easier. Yeah. I mean, my dad bought me cigarettes once. Yeah. He's a dick, though. Mm. You really shouldn't buy your teenage kids cigarettes. That's not... That's I don't, probably not a good idea. I don't condone that. He did say... He said just quit before you're 30. Okay, thanks. That's, so he could absolve himself of his guilt. Yeah, well, like, because he just thought it was fine that I smoked cigarettes. Yeah. I mean, he's a smoker. He was a smoker, so... Yeah, I know. They have, like, irrational thought patterns, um, smokers. Like, actually, that's been scientifically proven. That, um, I mean, they're addicted to something. You're an yeah. addict. Like, you feel like you can't live without cigarettes. It's an irrational thought pattern. Um, and, yeah, so, anyway, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I was just talking about us. And we have Delaware, we have Delco accents, which makes us a podcast about Delaware County in in that itself. But right. we we don't always talk about Delaware County. So like, just in case there's like a new person, you know, maybe you just moved to Delco, maybe you just watched Mayor of Easttown, you know, or something like that, and you want to learn more about Delaware County. Like, you know, not only is this not an educational podcast. But we don't always talk about Delaware County, so. Um, which, you know, Marie, why don't you start us off and, and then we could 
you could introduce then what we're going to talk about today for our uh, podcast. Well, I've been really actually busy lately, so I really didn't do any of the things I was supposed to do, which I was going to, I guess, I don't know, do a little bit of research on yeah. this. Yeah, um, that's okay. We, we don't talking. We don't um, do research though, so that's okay. Yeah, but you read. A, why don't you start? No, I want. <laughs> <laughs> you start. No, you do it. Why do you? Why are you making me start? I was just talking. Why are you making me start. I was just talking for like five minutes. That's why I was like, Maureen should be talking now. Are you tired of talking? Well, you know, this isn't the Beth Heinley podcast. It's two okay, hoes. So today, it's two hoes, not talk one. About synchronicities. Synchronicity. Uh huh. Um, and uh, I just actually listened to a talk about it recently. It was a great talk. Um, on it was two. Um, okay, so it was. It's called "The Power of Coincidence on a Spiritual Path" with David Rico, PhD, and Brother Jude Hill, SSF. Um. And that kind of got us both interested in visiting this idea of synchronicity in the podcast. And like, so when I was listening to it, Beth, because I know that you just listened to a young book about synchronicity. Um, Who's the originator of the word? Yeah, like, I guess like the whole thing is that like, when you start to notice these like coincidences happening in your life, it's kind of like your inner, like your unconscious, like nudging you to be like to do something or telling you that like maybe you're missing out on like something that you're supposed to be doing. Is that, does that sound like pretty accurate? Yeah. But furthermore, it's the, it's our, the collective unconsciousness is our connection to the other. And the other is that we are all like one hive mind, like all of humanity. Right. So a synchronicity is like it is actually like take touching tapping into that, which is really powerful. Well, because yeah, if you're communicating with your collective unconscious, you're communicating with the other, which is like your true path, and that's like um, communicating on a level like the whole you know the essence and meaning of life. So if if you're living your life where you're under an understanding that you are one in a whole net of humanity and we are all one or whatever, if you're going about and living your life that way, that would be living your life to its fullest meaning and being like fully, it would be, it's in other words, like as in like Buddhism, they call enlightenment. Mm -hmm. So I think... Like yeah. an example of a synchronicity would be like having a dream about something and then like you see it the next day. Yes, the synchronicity has to do with time. And okay. so for instance, like, but it has to do like, so it's time overlapping over itself. So like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a synchronicity if something happened during your day and then you dreamt about it that night. Right. That's not the same thing. Um, it's about like time overlapping on itself, but, um, and like some examples through, so like I just audio booked, um, Young's book on synchronicities, which audio booking, here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say about audio books. Um, I audio book a lot, so I'm not an audio book hater, like a lot of people, 
I also do believe like there's like two um, schools of thought in learning where um, people some people think an authentic firm of an authentic way of learning and the best way of learning is through listening so through lecturing or whatever or for instance how you and I even got into this topic was listening to a lecture right right um, and then there's schools of thought where that learning is more um, about reading like physically I mean is that would that be called didactic well, I was going to say, yeah, there's like different, I'm not really sure which type of learning that's called. I think it is There's that. different types of learning, so it's different for different people is what I thought. Oh, no, that's not what didactic means. Um, didactic is intended to teach, particularly in having a moral instruction as an ulterior motive. So that would be oh. like how we went to Catholic school. Yeah. Um, but then there's didactic emphasizes instructional and informal qualities in literature are instructs didactum as emergent conceptual approach is driven by the urgent need to explain okay no anyway i'm i'm sorry I, I don't know the word that i'm looking for but basically reading and writing um is another form of learning and there is a school of part of thought of people that believe that that is the authentic way to actually learn and consume information and that is superior to the other way, which is listening. So, and I'm just saying, because this is like, a, like, I feel like I'm drawing this out, but because I listened to the Carl Jung book on synchronicities, and to tell you the truth, I really did not soak up a lot. Um, and, and it has been, in my opinion, that I actually love listening to audiobooks. I love listening to podcasts. I think that... Um, a podcast that really hones in on a conversation, I can very easily soak up information from. But if the podcast is at all, like maybe a little boring or something, like I'll find that my mind drifts off and I'm not listening. With yeah. with a audiobook, the same thing happens. If the book is boring, I'll I'll like see that I'm drifting off. But more often than not, if it's a work of fiction. Um, or like a story in any way. I mean, I guess a, a nonfiction could be, you know, a story as well. I'm able to follow and it's okay. And um, I get the same experience reading a book than I do listening to one. It's the same exact experience. I don't like find an issue with it. Like I don't, I'm not able to not recall whatever. It's like the same exact experience to me reading a, a book versus listening to one but then when it comes to like more educational like academic um reading I yeah. find that I don't soak up the information as well and I get confused a lot and then like I I'm just saying like like with I audio synchronicities but I definitely want need to buy it too and read it because yeah. I really didn't soak up a lot but I'll pretty much with the book like talks about is Carl Jung is trying to like prove it's scientifically prove that synchronicities are like a real oh. a real psychic phenomenon wow. yeah so there's a lot of like scientific da data and studies in it like there's this one study in it that he um is talking about he like did a study with like the thousand like something like 3000 or something or some a, a large study group of um married individuals and their astrological signs 
And he mm-hmm. was able to find that through that, um, there was a synchronicity where that by happenstance that people were actually like the uh, same, I think it was like Venus and Mars were the, the signs that he was looking at in their charts were, were cosmically aligned. So, and that's a synchronicity because it has to do with the time of your birth, right? Um, and somehow based on the time of your birth and what the sky looked like when you were born connects you to a person in your future as um, a soulmate or marriage partner in compatibility, which is a proof of a synchronicity. So, but in, (laughs) so I just like very shittily describe that because, um, I, cause I can't remember, there was like specific male female essences in the in the venus and mars sign like based off Uh fire earth or whatever and i really just cannot even recall all of that um but so that's like an example and then like he did have um some patient happenings which were really interesting like um he had this one patient this woman he was struggling to connect with her in in um in therapy and of course like he's like he does very at the time even was like a Jungian analysis is really like um very all about psychic phenomenon taking a leap of faith you have to be a more less like you have you have to be sort of a creative thinker to make breakthroughs with his um patients and this woman was very highly educated a super logical type of person and he was having trouble making a connection with her and making a breakthrough yeah. in their therapy. So, um, but this was just something he was conscious of. And then they were in a, a session together and she was describing a dream that had a gold scarab in it. And um, right at that moment, he heard a tapping on his window. And um, so he turned around and opened the window and there was a, uh, there was a gold scarab beetle yeah so he showed him so he's like look like he showed it to her and so that was a synchronicity and then it also ended up being a major breakthrough in their therapy because then she trusted him more in his like process because this this like you know totally otherworldly type of thing happened um yeah so anyway yeah um and and then so on and so so there was like a lot of explanations like that in um, the book and ways to prove his theories, like talking about like macrocosm and quantum physics as a way to prove that, you know, you can't, um, that the laws of sci- science begin to make no sense at a certain point, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. So, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff like that. Anyway, that's what I really got from the book. I definitely want to buy it. It's not a long book, um, so it's not, like, that intimidating. But um, it's really just a lot of information about scientific um, type of information and um, and the scientific process of proving synchronicity. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff's fascinating to me. But the talk was um, more fun that we listened uh-huh. to. The talk that you sent me that we listened to. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was really, really fascinating. And I've actually sent it to a couple other people, and everyone that I sent it to was like, this is awesome. Yeah. 
Um, um, it's like yeah. been a while now since I've listened to it, um, but I really liked both, and like I really liked both of the, the both of the speakers, and they both, I guess, one was like a Franciscan monk or something, and mm-hmm. one was like a Catholic priest or some kind of Christian priest, and um, both of them talked about like Jesus in their talks, and I thought it was I loved the way both of them talked about Jesus, like. Yeah, me too, since, like, I've been going back to church lately, and, like, I'm, like, feeling drawn to Jesus in the same way, and so, yeah, I was very interested in the way that they were talking, um, about, about Jesus. I wish priests talked, homilies were as good as these guys, um, but... I know. Well, the second guy, and I keep saying Franciscan, and I hope I'm correct, because if I'm not, well, whatever. I mean, we don't do any research, but um, he was saying that, like, whatever kind of monk he is, um, before, I guess, you know, like, when the Catholic Church was starting or whatever, there was, like, obviously, like, different sects. And um, this particular belief system was kind of one that got, like, rejected by the church, but, like, in their belief system... Um, the reason that God chose to come from heaven, like, as Jesus wasn't, like, to, like, free us from our sins or to die or any of the shit. It was, like, because he, God loved his creation so much and wanted to experience it as a human being because it was, like, so beautiful. And all of that other stuff that happened was, like, secondary. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't the point. Yeah. That guy was beautiful. Well and, well, and he was also making the point that I mean, what really got Jesus killed was his teachings were so radical right. and, yeah. and that was like, it was inevitable. Um, but, uh, anyway, yeah. And I was just, yeah, really into the talk for the references, like them talking about Jesus and also like in they were dissecting some of Jesus's teachings like and again with this sense of the other connection to the one that Jesus like talks about over and over again and they were making that connection to like us being in touch with the other and they were also making like there's parallels between Buddhism and Christianity um, in that way which I find really inspiring and interesting um did you have you you can get this on youtube have you watched the um bbc documentary called jesus was a buddhist monk no i've talked about this before you have and i was i'm just gonna put it up in my tab so that i finally watch it oh my god you're gonna love it it's it i was like i totally can buy this it makes more sense to me than what i was taught growing up and like yes like this actually makes jesus make sense um, yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I had nothing to add. I just feel like you have to keep talking because you don't want to have any dead, dead air. Um, yeah, so I, I was going to say another thing. Um, now I forget. It was another thing from that video. Well, we um, had a synchronicity happen. With yeah, this I video, talk about that because yeah. I actually downplayed it because it was like so. It was like very freaky. Why don't you you go ahead? You talk about it. So yeah, so there was a talk by Gabor Mate that I I just wanted to introduce her to him. So I just picked like a random talk and I sent it to her. And then uh, I was at her over her house at the time, 
and on the way home, I listened to it. Um, and while I was at her house, we were listening to a, and you said it was John, or it was, we listened to some John Lennon. And then we were, like, talking yeah. about Yoko Ono. Um, so we listened to, you had put on a specific album, and what was it, Beth? Because I don't know. Uh, it's John Lennon's first album um, after the breakup of the Beatles. And I think it's just called the Plastic Ono Band. It's like, okay. the, it's his first album. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I sent her this talk and on the way home. I was listening to it and um, Gabor Mate started and I've never heard him talk about this in a talk. I've never heard him use John Lennon in a talk, but he used John Lennon as like an extended example um, and talked about like his relationship with his mother in childhood and like how it had been tragic and he had lost her actually twice because like I think he left she left him when he was a child and then she came back and then she was like killed in a car accident mm -hmm. um and he played like he played two different songs as like examples of um how this kind of like played out in his music but it turned out and I didn't know this because I'm not familiar with it but like Beth had been playing this album and um yeah so Beth you talk about like when I texted you and you were talking about the song Mother um Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because I, like, had just got this album. First off, the weird thing with this album was, you know, Gus, I wanted it for my birthday. And, um, like, I don't know why. Because I'm not really a huge, I was, ever. I mean, I who doesn't not like the Beatles? But I'm not, like, a huge Beatles fan because my dad was obsessed with the Beatles growing up. And I was just inundated with it. So, um, I, whatever, but like, I was, I'm interested in John Lennon and his, like him as like his, him as, as an artist. And also like, I do, I like Yoko Ono as well. And then, so I was interested in the fact that they were writing together and this was their first album together and it was like after the Beatles. And so I was like, okay, this is going to be a start of my track of like, buying these albums so I bought this album and um it was my birthday but it never came it got lost in the mail uh and then so whatever Gus got his money back for the album but then um somehow it returned to the guy who originally mailed it but it would this was this is over like an eight month period so the album got like completely lost and also <clears throat> Gus bought it from somebody in London. So the album was like shipped here to the United States, got lost in the mail. And of course this was like because 2020 happened and like I'm sure it had to do with like, you know, um, the, you know, the election was even coming up. Like the post office was a mess. So anyway, but so this one, this album went across the sea and then back across the sea. It's got a major carbon footprint at this time. And then the guy wrote Gus and he's like, I got the album. And then Gus was like, oh, okay, we'll send it back. So, um, you know, so then whatever we finally got. So it took like eight months, but, and I'll just like want to talk about this on the podcast, but what ended up happening later that year is that my brother George passed away. And he was 42 years old. He passed away on December 8th, 2020, which is the um, same day that John Lennon died. 
which is also the same day, and this is like ridiculous too, but it's the same day, like two years pre previously, my cat Zion was put to sleep too. And so my cat Zion passed away. And like, um, so I don't know, for me, that's like a synchronicity for me because yeah, like, definitely. I didn't like really choose this date for Zion. It was just happened to be a Friday and my cat Zion was really sick. And look, let me tell you all, like this cat was very special to me. I had him for 18 years. And um, so that was like very hard for me and like broke my heart. But, um, you know, so that it, I'm not like, um, ma it's making a comparison to my cat to make my brother's de death seeming insignificant. I'm just saying that like, they're actually equally, I don't know. They're equally significant, significant to me. Um, yeah. so, um, you know, get a cat people. What can I tell you? They're amazing little beings. Um. So, but I just, I just think it's weird that all these dates coincided with each other. Yeah, that's weird. Um, and in any case, like, so that just made me even more interested in John Lennon. So then the fact that I got this um, album was because what's really interesting about it is that John Lennon was actually going to therapy he was doing this special this certain kind of therapy called like primal screaming which changed the way he wrote his music and th that album is actually i think it's his best solo album because it's like so personal well actually all of his albums on his solo career are really personal but it, it's about his childhood trauma and like so he's like going through this ther therapy and like making art through this experience which i find really beautiful and the mother song is like, I mean, it'll make you freaking cry. It makes me cry every time I listen to it because it's just so true and so sad. And it's like this um, subconscious um, thing that I think we all deal with, this pain, whether you had a happy childhood or not. Because inevitably, because like the lyrics are, mother, you had me, but I never had you. Like there's always going to be a point in your childhood where you're, you're losing your mother in one way or another. Um, yeah. and the same thing with his father, father, you left me, but I never left you. Now, granted, like John Lennon had way more trauma than I had in those instances. Cause like, um, my mom never, you know, whatever I didn't have, my mom didn't die and my dad didn't leave me, you know, but in some way, all of us deal with the, those time kind of parental pains and they're in ways that affect our day-to-day -day lives and the way that we yeah, cope. Yeah, we don't even know about. That we don't even know about in ways that we cope and deal with emotional pain. So, um, yeah, the song's really sad. And then this lecture that Maureen was sending me was about, um, and the reason you sent it to me because we were talking about my brother and right. and family stuff and, just like all and kinds of family all kinds stuff. of family stuff and w while we're listening to this album too <laughs> so like and i just like put it on i didn't i wasn't like intentionally like doing that i was just like this is an album i've been playing a lot lately and put it on um and yeah so and and in a sense the the lecture was about how um this psychologist talking about how adhd isn't so much a genetic trait or in some cases you know honestly like 
a lot of like our parents generation and even today like you know um being raised in buildings with lead paint also causes ADHD <laughs> but in any, in any case but it's a more um an effect of like um psychological pain from early childhood that turns into like a coping me- mechanism in adulthood that is ADHD yeah. Like, it teaches, it's, like, essentially, like, if you have, I don't even, I mean, if you have, like, trauma, which that could be be anything, it could look like maybe you had, like, a very fun childhood and, like, your parents had a couple of, like, yelling fights or something, mm-hmm. or, like, your mom forgot you at the fucking grocery store or some shit happened. Honestly, trauma is just it being born, even. Right, well, exactly, it's just, like, you know? life, life is traumatic yeah. in itself. Um shit why did I start talking about that I'm sorry I, inter- I interrupted you your thought no that's okay I, you know what I'm like actually really drained so I feel like I keep like losing my train of thought that's okay um but yeah so it, oh because like when you're a little kid and like shit is happening with you that's too much for you to deal with that's happening around you externally like you mm-hmm. dissociate from your feelings and you dissociate from those things because you can't like your fight or flight response is like first thing is like get away or like fight but like you can't do either of those things when you're a little kid around your parents probably Mm -hmm. um so like then you just like get away by dissociating and like he talks about like what does adhd look like you know what i mean it's like a kid that's like not fucking paying attention to what's going on in their surroundings and they're disconnected from it and um that you know like you said it's like that coping mechanism that he believes is part of like what adhd is all about and I mean, it, it definitely makes sense. Like for me, like uh, the one essence of like starting projects and not finishing them and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, for me, it takes a lot of motivation to like start and finish a project. Oh, me too. Well, I have like major problems with that. Like there, I mean, just like the daily activities of self care, like at times in my life have been so overwhelming that like I become, you know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. is like really, really hard to just keep up with the normal daily things um and it's it's like all and the more I learned about ADHD it all goes back to like executive functioning issues as well which is like this whole other like bunch of like behaviors that you'd be like oh those things are connected um so it like I think like trauma and we already know that like trauma affects your executive functioning anyway Mm -hmm. um so yeah well one Uh, one other synchronicity um story I wanted to share from Young's books with what with one of his patients that I found to be relevant to to what our discussion um he had a patient that he was seeing um it was a man and he like the way he was describing but it, it was like his psychological you know state or whatever but um Young saw like a lot of similarities to also uh symptoms of heart disease so um, he was suggesting that this his patient, you know, go go see a heart specialist or whatever. But he also he was seeing um, his wife. So he was seeing both the wife and the husband, but separately. And yeah. one thing with the wife that she was talking about uh, a synchronicity in her family was like a relative, a beloved relative had passed away, and like. Um, when this happened, like when they got the phone call initially, like there was a, all these birds came and gathered on their house, like on top of the house. 
And for her, like, that was, like, a beautiful, like, relevant moment at the time of death of a loved one, right, Um, where it was these birds gathering. And, but, so then back to the husband having these heart problems, he was on his way to, he had that doctor's appointment in the morning, and he was on his way to the doctor's appointment, and the wife, like, was nervous about it, of course, but whatever, and he, like, you know, left. And after he left, all these birds came, and gathered at her house uh-huh. and she was like and it made her it frightened her because of yeah. this experience she had of a relative who passed away and the same thing happened and um and then so it turns out that the guy on his way to the doctor's appointment had a major heart attack oh. and died oh my god and it was at the same time that these this happened like so she like knew that her husband had passed away or something had happened because these birds gathered like at her house at the time when he was on his way to the doctor so and i'm just like with me like there's like um like with my synchronicities with the dates but also like another thing that happened was the day after Zion had, like, I guess I would call it, like, Zion's funeral, um, it snowed in December, yeah. which is really early for Philadelphia. It doesn't always, like, we, we don't have major snowstorms in December, yeah. if, if at all, in a year. Um, and, it was, and it was really cleansing and beautiful, and, like, I really appreciated it that it snowed the day after he passed away, you know, because it just changes. Yeah. It's, like, drastically changes the landscape. And, yeah. and, it, yeah. and it whitewashes it. And it's, like, really beautiful. So my the day after my brother's funeral, there, the same thing happened. A major snowstorm came through. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can't help but think there's, like, some higher power at work there like that there's some significance there well like weird that you even chose that wording because um i wanted to talk about next like in that in the talk with the priests um they bring up more than once like the higher power and young's idea of a higher power which is like a part of your psyche Mm -hmm. that connects you know what i mean to the larger like whole and um in when you're working on a 12 step program and like I've experienced this and it fucking happens to everyone. Um, you, people constantly will be like, you just start seeing shit. You start seeing coincidences. It happens all the time. Um, and then I was like, Oh, like, I guess maybe there's, I, I really didn't know, but I guess there's like Jungian influence like heavily on AA, mm. um, and this 12 step programs in general. And like that really helped me, Cause like, you know, it's like, obviously when I started like being involved with all of that, it was like this idea of God was like, you know, the Catholic God to me, which I had rejected a long time ago because the Catholic God's like judging and shaming and horrible. And, um, well, which is weird because Jesus is not at all like that. Like, how come we didn't get that? Like, because, because yeah, because the Jesus's message was perverted by the Catholic church. Yeah. For power. Totally. Um, yeah, so we were, like, taught to believe in this, like, fucked up God that's, like, not really a thing, but, like, really, like, God is, like, a part of your psyche that, like, you can connect to that, like, only loves and cares about you and everybody else and is, like, connected to everybody else. And, like, but it's, like, weird because, like, as a side effect for people who have no idea about this who are just starting to work on, like, these 12-step programs, they get fucking synchronicities constantly. Wow. 
yeah I, I was like holy shit do you have it's just an everyday thing that people talk about do you have any synchronicities you wanted to talk about or well, i mean the mother one was a big one like that's yeah like that was a big one yeah. um i mean it's like uh, most of mine are like pretty small like i'll be thinking about a certain thing or a certain topic and then i'll like watch a show and they'll be talking about it or like it's that kind of shit just like little ones um but it's just there are always like it's always just a little bit more than just like what you know or it's like it'll be like three or four times a certain topic will come up in different situations like in a week um that kind of thing but like no like major ones like what i would say what happened with you was like a major one um what the snow common and i was like just in love with it and i felt like i was the messenger for you no, and well, that's that's the thing. I think that um, you were supposed to show me that video. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have... We're just connected closely, like, so of course, like, something yeah. might come through me for you. But also, like, for you too, like, I put on that album. Like, we were having a major, like, I mean, talking about family issues that day, you know? Like, we were, like, talking yeah. about, you know, like, so like even putting on that album was like some kind of subconscious like whatever um yeah yeah i mean i have had like made like synchronicities like when i like found was like thought of this when this word came to me and this theory came to me i was like this perfectly explains a lot of like the things that happened to me and i think maybe maybe it's because i dream journal a lot or something so I'm like somewhat more in touch with it or something I don't know but they happen to me and they're like major red flags like where it like you can't like not pay attention to it and I would say like I'm very grateful to them because to me it's like it just I want to get some kind of revelation from them but most of the time I think it's like a reassurance that I'm on the right path you know and that yes. I'm doing the right thing Um, but sometimes they're just like stupid, like, or like if the traumatic thing's about to happen, they also, I also get like warnings like that. Like, um, this one time, like you were with me on this when my house was broken into, and I've talked about this on the show before. And again, this is with my, my very special cat Zion and you were over my house and I was upstairs getting dressed and I thought I heard my friends like Sam like come and Steve come in and like accidentally let Zion out of the house. Right. So I ran down the steps and I was like, Zion got out and you were sitting on the couch and you were like, no. And I was, you were like, he's right there. And he was sitting right there. And I was like, Oh my God, I could have swore. I heard Sam and Steven come in and like open the back door and Zion got out. You know, I, I could have heard, I heard them. I so fucking heard them. And, and like, it was so weird. And you were like, no. And I was like, okay, that's so weird. And then, um, Sam, and then like 15 minutes later, Sam and Steven come in and they, and they accidentally let Zion out of the back door. Right. And I come downstairs and you and I, like, we exchanged like eyes, like, cause we were like, that's fucking weird. Cause, cause like, I literally thought that just happened. And for the record too, I just want to say Zion, this isn't like a normal Zion thing. He's a very obedient cat. He wouldn't run out the door. This isn't like something he would do that was in the back of my head. It was kind of like, 
so random that he even did that. Um, And so anyway, um, like, and literally five minutes after that happened, my, we had like a traumatic event happen where this guy like broke into the house and tried to rob us and like, (laughs) horrible, whatever, we made it, we made it out alive, everyone's okay, but, yeah, everyone's okay, but it was fucked up, but I, attack our friend who tried to defend us, yeah, he did like attack our friend, (laughs) yeah, he had like, he had a shitty knife, yeah, luckily he had a shitty knife, um, and they never caught the guy, and the guy did get away, and he ended up, um, assaulting another person which i felt horrible about you know um i mean we called the cops you know like yeah we did everything that was in our power to do yeah i would say once again like there's always people like when i'm like was like a defund the police where i just generally don't like police i really don't i've had bad experiences and the case in point in this case in point like yeah, my house got broken into. It was horrible, but like dealing with the cops was actually like worse because they don't yeah. they don't give a shit about you if you're poor. That's what it comes down to. Like they don't fucking care. And like um so I mean not to get in this whole other discussion, but I mean the cops were fucking assholes too. Um in this whole situation. So I should have been there forever at the police station. Yeah, well we were sitting there forever. Um, then like they told me that like I was like really upset and crying and they told me like um, they to- then they-, they told me my cat was sitting in blood like because I was really upset and I was like what the f- what the fuck and then I just it just made me more upset and then the one cop just said oh don't worry he'll lick it off like like think yeah like thinking that's gonna make me feel better and um yeah, I mean, I mean, just, they were, like, horrible to us. And then on top of that, like, they just, like, dropped the case, like, and, like, they came to my house once unannounced and had me, like, ID a suspect. Like, you were the victim. Yeah, I, I mean, it was just, like, and then on top of that, like, I know I ID'd the suspect because I remembered what he looked like. I knew it was him, and then I never heard anything else about it. I don't even know, I don't think they arrested him or anything. Like, I don't even know why the fuck they even bothered. Anyway. Yeah, that sucks. Um, uh, all cops are bastards. What can I say? Uh, so, anyway, off topic. But, like, I, that, that was a synchronicity. That, like, if only, like, I mean, if something like that happens, I just think everyone should, like, really take note and, and be aware. I don't, but I don't know if that could have helped me in any way. Like, how was well, that? The thing is, like, you don't know. Yeah. Um, you don't know, <laughs> like, what it's about Exactly. Like, it just is your, I don't know, I guess it's like your psyche being like, pay the fuck attention. Because, like, your unconscious mind is like, and I mean, I know this because I am a giant self-sabotager. So, like, yeah, your unconscious mind is like doing all this fucking shit that you have no idea about and yeah. like your conscious like awareness is such a small part of everything and like your unconscious mind is like orchestrating your life and like so it does probably see for whatever fucking reason it can probably see things coming that like you would never you know what I mean it's just like well, knows something happening and I don't know why it knows but it knows and it's but also like, we're, like it's just like fucking wake up you know right and I think it's like we were talking about before in another pod is that our brain is like honestly our brain is a filter that kind of like 
disconnects us mm-hmm. from yeah from reality yeah that's yeah that's like the uh donald hoffman yeah so i mean part of me is like my unconscious could have been like so for instance this guy uh my other neighbors told me after this happened that they had seen this guy looking in my window and not just my window like other people's like very suspicious behavior um and um though maybe i didn't like literally see him but like maybe there was something unconscious that i was aware that like of of this you know that this creepy guy was lurking or there's the whole time thing i mean like how much like in reality does time like overlap you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like with how how slow is our conscious processing like how does this even fucking work that's true like you know absolutely like or when they say when like if you're doing like if you do a tragic fall or something like that and like i've gotten in bike accidents before and when you're falling it's like in slow motion like it's so weird um but yeah i'm not saying that like anything's like i'm not saying like oh science fiction time i'm saying like our mental processing of time no exactly I feel like it's wrong. You know what I mean? It's not, this is not I totally how it agree. It's just how we perceive it. Exactly. I totally agree with you. I think that's like really a, a part of this as well. Um, and like, I, oh, well, I forget what I was going to say, but another uh, synchronicity I wanted to talk about um, that was a big one that happened to me was, um, this is crazy. And I didn't talk about this with anyone in my artist collective at the time because I honestly really hated my artist collective. Like I was like, it was like towards the end of being a member at this place. Yeah. And I was just like really totally over at this point. So I didn't really get into it, but I had my last show there and it was like a solo show, you know? Um, and one of the pieces I had in the show was a candle that was only lit when I was there, when I was present. So it was yeah. very super narcissistic type of yeah. um, esoteric thing. But kind of the same thing as like in a church, there's a candle that's always lit. That means God is present. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it was kind of like a stupid riff off of that. But so I had this candle that I would light, light whenever I was in the gallery space. That was in my, my, my show. And... um whatever one night it was like after we had had a gallery talk or yeah I think it was after a gallery talk but um I you know came home whatever middle of the night like like two three in the morning I had this nightmare that my gallery caught on fire yeah right and it like woke it woke me up in like a cold sweat. I was like, oh my god! And then I was like, did I blow out the candle before yeah. I left? Right? And it was like so. I was so intensely like this. This nightmare freaked me out. I was so intensely like afraid that I was literally like, well, I know it's like the middle of the night, but I you can't. Went, I went. You? I went to the gallery. Right. Oh my god. Yeah, I, this isn't a normal behavior for you, right? You're not like an OCD because I get no. things of OCD checking. Like, oh I, yeah, for me that would be a compulsion. And well, that's what I was thinking too, though, when this happened, because it definitely felt like that. Like, did I turn the oven off or whatever? Yeah, but it was you like don't do that. that's not a thing for you. No, I don't do that. Um, yeah. So 
uh, it was like this like nightmare or whatever. So, um, so I was like, and I thought it was because it's also not the best neighborhood. It's also like really creepy to be going in this building at two in the morning. But I was like, like scared to death that this I the place was on fire. So I yeah. got on my bike. It's not that far from where. It's creepy as shit too. Yeah, it's not that far from where I lived anyway. So I got on my bike. I went over there. I went in the gallery. I checked the. I had blown out the candle. Of course, I just want to mention, of course, because I'm very responsible. But like, yeah. and everything was fine. And I was like, felt relieved. And I was like, this, I'm so crazy. I can't believe I did this. Like, you know, and but yeah. I was like, at least I'll be able to sleep. So and I left. Well, literally, like just an hour. Like it was like just an hour after I had been there, the building caught on fire. You're fucking what I'm not fucking well, I know. And then because I found out the next day, obviously, like people were emailing or whatever, the building caught on fire. And my heart sank, my stomach, the pit of my, I felt like I was going to throw up when I, because I was there and I was like, when did it, it happen in the middle of the night? Like I was there within like an hour before it caught on fire. Like, and I was kind of like, I was like, I didn't tell anyone that I was there because I was like, <laughs> I was like, they're going to think I did it. And I know that's horrible, but like, they're going to be like, wait, why was Beth there in the middle of the night? Right? Like, doesn't it seem like, yeah, right? and like, and your story like doesn't check out at all. And well, yeah, like what? I had a dream and that's yeah, why right. I went over there in the middle of the night. Like, yeah. that's like fucking crazy. Yeah. Like you would not tell people that. No. Um, so like, I didn't like say anything to anyone. And like I was saying, I was like, my collective, like, I was not in a good relationship with everyone there yeah. either. So, um, anyway, but it was like, um, yeah, so later, I'll, I'll just put this out there because now it's like known what caused the fire. <laughs> so what yeah. caused the fire was a worker uh, or somebody had, like, uh, put a cigarette out in a, in the stair shaft, the the one where the steps are. I don't know. Yeah, they yeah. they just flicked a cigarette butt and a cigarette butt started the fire. Oh. So that's what happened. And it was like, so, I mean, now, like, I can come out and tell this story because obviously um, I didn't start the fire. I don't smoke, okay? And, like, whatever. But, um, and it was, yeah. And, and I, what's confusing about it, too, is I guess, like, that cigarette had to be, like, smoldering for a while. I don't know. Or, like, maybe the workers got there really early in the morning. It's all a really confusing story. But it was started, it was found out, investigated, that it was a cigarette butt. Um, it could have been someone from the night before. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you yeah. smelled smoke when you were there. And but I, I didn't. Well, yeah, maybe you mean earlier that day. Yeah. Yes. Like, maybe. Or, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. That's fucking crazy, though. Yeah, I know. I was like, and but I guess part of me was. Something inside you definitely knew, like, not just the dream, but then you were compelled to fucking go there. Yeah. And then, like, that, and I just couldn't believe it. I was like, that is so fucking crazy that I had this dream and I was there. And I also kind of, I felt bad, like, I could have, like, I could have done something because I was no, there so wait, early. Call the fucking fire department and be like, I had this dream, and then I felt like I didn't well, like, no. No, well, I was there, but also I want to say, when I was there, I didn't smell smoke or anything either. I didn't smell anything. I'm t I mean, I, I just had this nightmare. Obviously, I was there looking for, like, something, and it was fine. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, crazy.
That was a crazy one. Um, but well, I mean, was it like could it have started on a higher floor? Because that building goes up and up and up. I think I'm pretty sure it started on a higher floor like a lot earlier, you know what I mean? And then it just like didn't really catch anything until later. Pretty sure it started on the bottom floor. Oh, gotcha. Pretty sure. And then, like, so also after, so the building's fine. Um, The uh, stairwell got completely engulfed in flames. But, like, because that fucking shitty, like, ass. Fucking yeah, I mean, you feel like you're gonna fall through every time. Well, it wasn't that one. There's two stairwells. Oh. It was the one on the other side of the building that no one uses. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't know that was existed. Yeah, no one uses it. Um, and then, uh, so the galleries like and people's apart because people live there. That's the other like that yeah, was really it's sad. Than anybody like it's a it's a big building. But also, it's just like sucks for people that live there that's really scary oh, thank yeah. god no one got hurt yeah. but like um the uh building though like everything was fine but we weren't able like then the building got shut down by l and i and we couldn't deinstall our show for months so it, it actually really sucked for the collective because they missed mm-hmm. out on like we make money through events and stuff and like so we weren't able to do any of that kind of stuff and um so it was like really sucked um but and also just to like for my last show and then there was like a fire it's just um you know i don't know really really weird anyway not ideal yeah that was a synchronicity i i'm trying to think if i had i'm sure i've had like other ones but those. I mean, there's. I mean, there was the one with. Uh, so, when like 15 years ago, we had a mutual friend. It was my boyfriend, but all of us were close friends, and he had passed away in an accident. And um, all of our friends like came over to my parents' house like the next day, and the whole thing with this is that his he had moved here from far away from Washington State, and like his mom has this like obsession with hummingbirds but it's not like she's not she is a hummingbird collector she has hummingbird tattoos like all this Uh stuff and he would talk about her and that all the time and um the day after he passed away like as soon as all of us like our friends were there like gathered in the room my parents had like a picture window and this like fucking hummingbird came to the window like Uh we don't get hummingbirds like that and it came to the window and like stayed there for a while um so i think for all of us that was like a big one that's beautiful yeah. I, I wasn't there for that oh really no i wasn't there I yet remember, it was like kelly and like howie mm-hmm. and like um i guess they all probably like came in one car or something you sure you weren't there no i was there later i took like the train oh, i took the train at that time yeah and your you. dad picked it was me like up. right when like they got there like it was like a group of people like got there and that happened. Yeah. That's beautiful. But I feel like there was, well, I mean, there was other things around that event too, which was like a big upheaval event for like a group of people here and also like his family and group of friends like there. So it was like definitely one of those things that was like a life-changing event for a number of people, uh-huh. like a major traumatic event. Yeah. <clears throat> Yes, which connects, so, you know, to that whole idea of, like, all of our, like, 
collective unconscious like experiencing sort of this one thing Mm -hmm. and then it like manifests for us in that way um i've been watching this show on netflix called um the midnight gospel have you heard of this oh my god i love that oh i i figured it would be a show you'd like yeah Oh, yeah. I, w- I actually watched that when it came out. Um, I'm surprised we haven't talked about it. I would, like, rewatch it, um, especially the episode. There's, like, an episode where he's talking to his mom, and I, like, cried. Back to the mom thing. Um, if you haven't gotten to that one yet, I think I, it's a later one. Back I haven't. Okay, I'll get to it. I haven't gone to it yet. Yeah, they, it's, like, well, I also, I really like the show because it's based, it's a podcast that's, like, animated, yeah. you know? I think. Yeah. Um, I think like a lot of the way people are digesting information nowadays is through podcasts. Like, um, I think the zoomers, it'll be an even more like type of information age than what we had growing up. Like when I talk to like my nieces, like they're like, they're like 14, 13, 14 or whatever. They don't like watch movies or anything. They're just completely online. Yeah, well, it's, like, going to be a hive mind. Like, yeah. I, our collective unconscious is going to, like, enter our conscious space probably through the internet, which I feel like was, like, a Terrence McKenna thing. And that has to do with also time wave zero and the singularity. Like, the end of the time wave, so one of the things that Terrence McKenna talked about was, like, is it our singularity with computers and, like, as, like, a whole, you know what I mean? It's, like, all these Aquarian themes of, like us being, like, one mind and all this shit. Mm -hmm. Like, it's actually happening. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's still a lot of, like, cliques and communities online. Well, that's the other thing, too. It's, like, actually, in a sense, getting more disconnected, too, because, like, people are finding groups that are, like, more specific to them. So, like, people are going online and being, like, oh, like, here's, like, a big group of everyone in the world who ever, like liked pokemon cards Mm -hmm. and then like here's like the group within that group of everyone who likes this one particular pokemon card or whatever you know what i'm saying yeah i wonder if we could loop to the part of the talk with the priest and the monk um about archetypes Oh, yeah. I mean, I watched it so long ago, I wouldn't even, like, know when it occurs. Yeah, me too. I'd have to really think about it. interesting part. Well, I mean, because um, the archetypes are a point, um, and Jung talks about it in the synchronicity as well, but um, the point of breakthrough in in Jungian analysis is being visited by your archetypes. Um, like in dreams or what, or whatnot. Um, and also seems to coincide with the synchronicities, but, but I forget where they got into it in the talk. What, what's the, what is the name of the talk again? Um, it's called the, it's like the power of coincidence on the spiritual path, I think. Mm. And like the title screen is black and it just says the title. In white letters. Let me see here. This is anyone who wants to watch it. It's like a two-hour lecture. It's unforgettable. But it's like super fascinating, and I feel like yeah. it's like very like it, they talk about like a, a multiple different perspectives. Um, it is like clergymen, but they're speaking from a young age perspective. It's fairly, it's fairly 
um, inter. Okay, so opening, it's opening to a higher self, allowing revelations to come true. So like, yeah, your higher self, self wholeness, whereas there's grasping ego, which pushes to control and grasping ego is like, um, you, yourself, like I'm Beth, blah, blah, blah. But when you open up to your higher self, that's when you're like touching into yourself in the realm of archetypes uh, and thinking and and again this like pulls into buddhism again because like the whole point of enlightenment is to erase the sense of self like like the one buddha the mirror meditation in buddhism where you, yes. you stare into a mirror until you're you don't see your face anymore like um but I didn't realize the one guy was a priest and well, and I liked his, his very casual synchronous synchronicity of the, that day he was just like, Oh, when I, um, got here for the lecture, I noticed that they were giving out danishes in this certain, the knot of a cross, which is something that they do for Lent. And it's something that they do. And I was able to recognize it because it's what the bakery in my hometown would do during Lent and that in a sense can be like a synchronicity or whatever. Um, there's also a connection to this that is similar, but I think it's like really dumbed down version. Um, and this was on, this was on Netflix too. And I, for, oh my God, I forget the author's name. It's a woman and it's about, and it's all, it's also about coincidences, but it's like about partying when, somebody dies about listening to signs. Oh. Um, is it, I, it is on Netflix. I think it might just be called like signs. Let me see. What, oh. Um, I wonder if I could see like because I had watched it But I watched it like a while ago. Let me see. Um, I'll never be able to. I don't. I don't know. I'm at. We're, I'm at Tiger King, so I don't think so. Because I watched oh, that Tiger one. King. Yeah, I watched Tiger King a while ago. Is it? Oh, I think it might be an episode of Surviving Death, maybe. Oh, that's my sister okay. and I would come and visit my um, mother and. Shut up. It might be an episode. Let me see. Um, Signs from the Dead. Okay. Yeah, it's an episode called Signs from the Dead, and then this one psychic woman wrote a book, and she's in this episode. So one of the things, signs from people that have passed, like cardinals, are a, um... Yeah, I've heard any bugs and birds, like, are a big thing with 
people that thought bugs and birds. Just like butterflies. Oh, here's another one that they said that that uh, I think the monk talks about his synchronicity in that video. Mm-hmm. He talks about this is fucking crazy. So if for anyone that doesn't know what a monstrance is, it's like this big fucking gold thing that they put the host, which is like the body of Christ in Catholic mass. It's like this gaudy ass gold fucking like thing to put it in. And it's got like all these like, it looks like fucking gold spikes all around it. Um. Anyway, so this got the, the monk who was like giving a talk, he was traveling and I guess like he had the, if he's going to give the body of Christ to someone, you have to have like, the monstrance, and that's how you carry the body of Christ. So it's like a th- the thing's like probably like two feet, right? Of, yeah. Like, this giant old craziness. And like, so he, first of all, normally would not carry it and carry on luggage, but for some reason on this trip, like he had to carry it and carry on luggage. And then, um, I don't know, something happened and he was like carrying it off the plane and. What well, was in uh, the x ray machine? Huh? It was like being ch- checking his baggage, and they it came up under the X-ray machine. Oh right, yeah. yeah. So the, it came up in the X-ray machine, and the the technician or like the person at the fucking airport who worked there um, said to him, "He was like, I can't believe this is happening." He was like, "I had a dream last night that I saw a monk with a monstrance, and I said, if I see a monk with a monstrance, I'm going to go into the seminary." Um, so that's, yeah, that was what happened the next day. He saw a monk at work with the monstrance and after like making that like deal or whatever with the universe, I guess he ended up, I don't know, maybe going into the seminary. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty powerful synchronicity (laughs) there. I mean, right. Like, I feel like how can you be like, nope. Um, the book I was talking about is called Signs. It's the Secret Language of the Universe by Laura Lynn Jackson, uh-huh. um, which deals with a lot of people. But it's a lot of like people getting signs of someone who had passed, and you get signs yeah. in that way. But um, I also think that uh, she relays stories like similar to like. Just being on the right path, like getting like a sign of whatever, which I think is a lot like a synchronicity. Like for instance, oh, yeah. you know, um, whatever. Well, I mean, it would ha- you would have to have some earlier association with it in order for it to mean something to you to be a sign, right? So yeah. that is a synchronicity. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's the time thing, which is interesting. I never, I didn't really put together that like the main like part of the definition is that it has to do with like time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I would still call that a synchronicity because you previously in time connected with that thing, and now it's like at a significant point in your life. Like you know what I mean? Like when someone dies, like there's only so many things in your life that happen, like births and deaths, that like those things impact you and those Mm -hmm. are the things that you remember forever. So like to have a synchronicity to come up at that time, you know, makes sense. And it's also going to just seem like it means more to you. It's going to mean more to you because it's like at a very meaningful time. Uh, There was one time I was, I was riding my bike and I was like kind of freaking out like internally, like, uh, like just thinking about my life and like, wanting things to go this way or that or ball, like just really whatever. And I think, again, it's about wanting to control, you know, yeah, which is very yeah. ego driven. 
But so I was like, my mind was just racing in this way. And then all of a sudden, like I, you know, gazed onto this uh, license plate. Like I looked over and this license plate just said, have faith. Uh, yeah and it was um really stupid because you know it was like have and like faith spelled with an eight you know in there <laughs> anyway but i was like wow that's like it really calmed me i was like at that moment it like really shut down all of those thoughts and i was like yeah i mean you just ha part of having faith is like being at peace and giving up all of that control and yeah yeah. surrender you have like a, it call, it's like it happened and it caused you to have like a moment of surrender like basically to your higher power mm -hmm. like your higher power was like yo wake the fuck up yeah like, you don't need to worry about this shit right now yeah so but yeah i mean i guess uh closing thoughts on synchronicities i don't i don't know what else to really say about them um i had those two which were like big ones. I had a few. I think I've shared enough synchronicities in my own life. Um, you know, I got really personal there. It's like I haven't talked about my brother's death on here because I honestly like can't without starting to cry. And I almost did. Yeah. But um, yeah, so there's that. But um, I think it's important to I wanted to share it you know because um because of all the synchronicities like and like it's relevant to this topic and it's a trauma that I'm dealing with I don't know what my higher power is really telling me about these events maybe I think a, a lot of it is that it's okay yeah. what happened is it's okay and yeah. it's like going to happen to everyone and it's just like yeah you gotta let go of um thinking you're in control is i think yeah. that's really part of it yeah yeah i think it is i think it's like it's like the message is fucking pay attention mm -hmm. and like and yeah, you're not in control and that's okay. And, but I, I mean, I, it's like the, the things that you're saying right now, like those are viscerally instantly the feelings that I got when I saw that fucking hummingbird that day. Like it, I had just witnessed an incredibly traumatic fucking violent accident in which like somebody I love died. Mm -hmm. And like, so I yeah, obviously was not in a good place. Um, but like seeing that instantly, I think the word that came out of my mouth was like, oh my God, he's like, he's really okay. Yeah. Like in his essence, like he was still okay. Right. And that was what I knew in that moment. And I'm pretty sure I said it out loud, like immediately, like, you know what I mean? It's not something I thought about. Mm -hmm. I just knew. Yeah. And I think that's like, again, what everyone yeah what you feel when someone passes like you're worried about them and what they're going through yeah, yeah so yeah, like what happened where like cause yeah. it's like fucking crazy when you know they're there and then they're not like that, yeah what like and you, that shit breaks your brain like it breaks yeah. your conscious brain well, especially when it's it someone young brain. when it's someone young too yeah when so you, it makes it even worse yeah and you're like oh anyone can die 
because you're just going through life like trying not to be like afraid of that <laughs> you're like it's like yeah n- never mind you're not safe ever yeah um anyway yeah i don't have to get okay with that like you just have to fucking get okay with that I don't really have like um any I don't know if I have anything else to say about synchronicities. Do you? Um I yeah, I just I think I think for me um just I guess that video was kind of like the catalyst of like having talking about this on the podcast and it just also made me see too like um the connections between like I didn't really realize like I never thought of like astrology as being like based on synchronicity but it totally is oh yeah Um, absolutely you know like all that it's time-based right and like even just like the whole idea of the higher power like I never put it in that context so it was cool I was it's a bit definitely I recommend the video um spiritual like the spiritual significance of coincidence the significance of coincidence on the spiritual path and um, I'm definitely going to try to wake up to synchronicities more in my life because I think yeah. The, I do think that dream journaling does help you because it connects you to your unconscious, like it connects you the pieces of yourself, your conscious and unconscious. Yeah, like much more direct way so than your brain because like there's like parts of your brain right that are like not connected that like can't really communicate, but then like in certain there's like certain ways to make them communicate like for meditation and stuff mm-hmm. and like writing like it makes things connect in a different way so if you're interested in this stuff like definitely dream journaling or like doing some kind of Jungian therapy i guess would be ways to experience it more yes i want to go i think i'd want to go to like a Jungian a- analysis person i I really do. Like, I, I very much do. Like, instead of, like, regular therapy, I don't know. I wonder if my yeah, health insurance really would cover, cover that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I think I think we covered, it, like, most of it anyway. I, don't I think you're right. I don't think we have any. But um, I do think we were going to do, like, one reason it's been, like, a month, too, because we were going to meet up. And go to Hoffman Park for a hike and be like, um, and do a little Del- two hosts from Delco in Delco podcast, which, um, we'll do that another time. yeah, we should do that another time. Um, we should, we should pod. If you're coming down to the shore with me, we should pod at the beach. Yeah. I was thinking that too. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, this is too. This is like our like, God, our like tenth. I don't know how how many we've done a lot of like young Carl Carl Young type podcasts. Yeah, definitely. Let's see, we did a dreams one. If you want to go back and look at that episode forty nine, we talked about angels episode forty five forty four, which got into um uh. Uh, some talking about archetypes because angels are a Jungian archetype as well. Um, and then, oh, we had a synchronicity when we talked about <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It was episode 42. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. yeah. That was our little synchronous. So we were, that was the exact time. We didn't plan that. That just happened. Um, the meaning of life. Um, and then also we had a the synchronicity. What's that? The meaning of the life, of life, the universe, and everything. Yeah. So our podcast is like, basically that was like our, our higher selves telling us to just keep podcasting. Yeah. Because you guys are the life universe and everything of everyone we're in sync and the most important yeah we're the most important you should listen to us um the other synchronicity we had in our episodes was we talked about the presidential election on episode 46 would be and that was because so joe biden ended up getting elected and he is the 46th president of the united states Weird. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so that's the synchronicity. Um, I wonder if there's another one. Hmm. I think that I think those are all the synchronicities in our timeline. I guess our other like Jungian sort of thing is our episode on crystals, and yeah. we did a Delco ghost stories episode because um, Jung totally believed in ghosts too. Like, you believe in ghosts, like, as in people haunting you, or as, like, a function of your unconscious mind, like, or as the collective unconscious? He, he like, believed in it as in... time and the unconscious as well. He believed in it as, like, a, a, like a phenomenon, a psychic phenomenon that we don't understand. Like, not he right, didn't, yeah. like, he didn't say, like, whether it was, like, legitimately a, a dead person or not, but, like, yeah. there is, like, something to it. Well, I'm on board with that for sure. Um, yeah, that's it. Those are all the synchronicities in our timeline. But I also, you know what? I have a weird thing with the number 1153, which I've talked about before, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had an 1111 thing. Um, yeah, I wonder if 1111 is considered a synchronicity. I've actually read about it in synchronicity books. Yeah, it, it's like um, one of there's a lot of people that was like that is like a very common synchronicity that a lot of people experience and talk about is like waking up at three thirty three every night or like some specific number as you randomly look, it's like up and that's another thing. It's like on the clock and that's another thing like very much like correlated with like pets and grief and like you know what I mean in a, in a sense ghosts. Yeah, actually, so the the Wikipedia messages. The Wikipedia on eleven eleven says it is an example example of synchronicity. Yeah. Um, like the, a super one. Yeah, those are seeing eleven eleven on a clock often claim it is an auspicious sign or signaling a spirit presence. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go then. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Please join our Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash two, two hosts for Del- from Delco, number two, H-O-E-S-F-R-O-M-D-E-L-C-O. Um, we really appreciate your support, so please go look us up, um, and we have an extra podcast that we do every week that's super secret podcast that only our Patreon. It is... And we also have like deep conversations in the comment sections on the Patreon too. Yeah, all the time. 
Mm -hmm. um, so you should join our Patreon. We don't actually have a Patreon, though. But um, you're missing out. And yeah, so I don't know how to sign off. Maybe say... Fine. We've been on so many episodes. We, right. we really need Peace to... Out, motherfuckers. No, we really need to think of a, a, an official sign-off so that this we could stop having this awkwardness at the end. You know? Two hoes, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so do we say it at the same time? <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Okay, all right. Um, What, like... Bye. I don't want to do that. Fucking terrible. Yeah. Um. What's like? Do people in Delco have a certain? See you, Wawa. Oh, okay. There you go. That's that's a good one. All right. See you, Wawa. Bye. Podcast. Do do do. Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Whorehouse on the hill. From Delco. Whorehouse on the hill. Oh, yeah, that's a whorehouse on the hill. Two hoes. Two hoes. Don't roll your skirt too short. Everybody's going to want to be up in that shorts.